Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. It is today, Saturday, December 21st, 6.13 a.m. We have a very nice seven game. I think this is two weeks in a row now that we've had a really good weekend slate on a Saturday for the NBA. Really good slate. Last two days has been my best two-night stretch in the NBA, so excited to keep that going. But we also get NFL today, so if you're watching this and you have not looked into any research or you have a little bit, I do have an NFL video out for the three-game slate. I do have an NFL Saturday night showdown video out. Two nice in-depth videos. You can go ahead and check those out. I have projections for the Saturday slate for NFL over on Patreon. I have projections for this Saturday NBA slate over on Patreon. Patreon is where I house some of my exclusive content. We have a community around 350 patrons over there. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of the patrons that is watching this. You all freaking rock. You know that. Uh, if you want to get into the community over there on Patreon, be sure to check it out. It's linked up down below. Going to soup up the Patreon. Uh, soup it up. I don't know what the exact word there is. A little bit stronger. It's already really strong, but just like the, the actual pictures of things and stuff like that, right? The layout of it. Going to try and, uh, and give a little bit of a revamp to that uh, moving forward in the next week or two. So be on the lookout for that. Check that out down below. Check out my social medias also linked up down below. Hit the subscribe button. We crushed through 17,000. You think there's a chance we can get to 18,000 by the end of the year? We would need a little bit of a push here. So hit the subscribe button. Who is your favorite 6K or below play on the NBA slate? Comment that down below. Leave a Twitter handle. Leave a PayPal. I will give, be giving away $10 PayPal to one person who comments on this video and is a subscriber with the notification bell turned on. If you've been if you've been commenting and you don't know why you're not winning, well, there's a lot of people commenting, there's like 100, and then also people on the podcast reviews as well, but also you have to make sure you hit the subscribe button and notification bell. Those are things that I'm looking for. I do appreciate that. Incentivize you a little bit, also incentivize and, and help me. So be sure to do that. I also will add in if you want to follow me over on Instagram as well. I do give out some exclusive content giveaways. I believe I might. I might. We'll see. Open up the NBA, the NFL projections for the Saturday three-game slate today based on the viewers of this video from my Instagram. So check that out. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I will uh, link up a, a story to let you know where you can find those. So thank you. I do appreciate you tuning into this video. Hit the subscribe button before we get into it. And finally, 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 let's do it. So good morning, everybody. Starting with Channel Hutchinson in Chicago. He's going to be out of shoulder. No real major impact there. They've been starting Zach Levine on paper at the three. It doesn't really matter. Done at the two. One with Thomas Tomas Sandoransky. Uh, so Thad Young, Chris Dunn to an extent. We'll see minutes, but uh, Chandler Hutchison is all but out of this rotation. Yes, if he does play or if he does suit back up, they do want to get him active, but the guy can't stay healthy now for two straight years. It's, it's a shame. In Detroit, Blake Griffin and Luke Kennard uh, missed the front end of the back-to-back -back last night. If Griffin was to miss again, Markeith Morris would step right back in there. Andre Drummond would go back to his 1.45, 1.4 fantasy point-per-minute production, see a nice bump, and then Luke Kennard would see a bump if Griffin was out and Kennard was in. If Kennard was to miss again, Langston Galloway, Bruce Brown Jr., Derrick Rose, all those players would benefit. Keep in mind, Christian Wood is going to miss some significant time, so keep that also in mind for Markeith Morris minutes. Seem pretty stable. For the Clippers, Jermichael Green been dealing with this tailbone injury for a while now. He's questionable. Mo Harkless, Landry Shamit, just secondary interest there would benefit. Jermichael Green price up to 4200 seems a little bit steep for his role in this offense, even if he was to play. Wesley Matthews, the only injury news for Milwaukee outside of Eric Bledsoe continuing to miss. He's doubtful. Matthews with a thigh injury. The guy's playing 24 minutes per game. So George Hill, Sterling Brown, Pat Connington, Dante DiVincenzo to an extent. He's already playing big minutes. I think this really helps stabilize and give a bump to George Hill, Sterling Brown, and Connington. 
Carl Anthony Towns missed the front end of the back-to-back last night. He's missed two straight games now. He's questionable today with a knee injury. If he was to miss, you would get more Gorgie down. Uh, you would get more uh, usage in overall production for Jeff Teague and Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington to an extent. So keep an eye on the Carl Anthony Towns news. There's a lot of injury news from players last night on the front end of the back-to-backs that's going to impact tonight. I already mentioned Blake Griffin for kind of star players or, or, or more caliber, higher caliber players. Blake Griffin in a strong matchup. Impacts, obviously, his status, but also his entire teams. Same thing can be said with Carl Anthony Towns and a couple more players that I'm about to mention. Jake Lehman from Minnesota. He's questionable with a toe. Missed a bunch of games now, a couple weeks straight, but he did miss last night the front end of the back-to-back as well. Robert Covington, Trevion Graham would benefit, uh, picking up a lot more four minutes. DeAndre Ayton missed the front end of a back-to-back last night. It seems like a more serious issue. I have him as questionable here, but uh, there's no injury report yet for this back-to-back. I would imagine he doesn't play again with this ankle injury. Frank Kaminsky, Aaron Baines, and Dario Sarge would benefit and Aaron Baines played 26 minutes last night I don't know if this means he might start whatever it might be they've been keeping him limited but it was nice to see that that limit has kind of increased or maybe it's gone if Aaron Baines at the current price point that he's at is going to play anywhere above 24 minutes he's a smash play tonight Carmelo Anthony left last night's front end of the back-to-back um but and I I can't I, I can't recall if I ended up seeing him return I believe he returned to that game we'll actually have to track it um, I don't I don't recall if he did return. I, I don't think he returned. I think the person who returned was um, Schofield. We'll have to check. He might have returned in this one. I'll have to go back and look. But Carmelo Anthony, he did leave. It's questionable. I have Skull coming back in there. Skull picked up 24 minutes while Whiteside played 33. So Skull was playing a lot of the four. Anthony Tolliver and Nasir Little. Little did miss the last game as well. So we'll see if he even suits up in this one. But he could be a sneaky play. He's the flat minimum. I would imagine Skull is going to get those minutes before him, though. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he, was quite, he missed last night. Uh, front end of the back-to-back. He's questionable for this one. I have it. Ankle injury. Justin James picked up a lot of minutes in place of him. Played, I think, 24 minutes. Corey Joseph and Yogi Ferrell also picked up minutes. But they also had... Sacramento had Trevor Ariza out. So Ariza wasn't playing huge minutes, but he was getting decent run. I think Justin James picked up more minutes from Ariza being out. And then Bogdan Magdanovich being out 26 20 to 26 to like 28 minutes per game. That just helped Corey Joseph and Yogi Ferrell get into that next tier of maybe the 20s, low 20s, high teens in minutes instead of barely being used. Once again, Trevor Ariza did miss last night. He, I have him as questionable today. They didn't give us the issue. They were they didn't give us the reason. They just said he was not with the team. So I think he leans more towards doubtful if he's still not with the team. Probably a personal issue. So Justin James would benefit there. And Admiral Schofield, he, he's questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, he left last night's game. Again, I, I, one of these two players, I believe, left and did not come back between... Um, between Car- Carmelo Anthony and Schofield, neither of them might have returned. I-, I don't know why I have in here, but returned. I think one of them did. But Davis Bertans will continue to be, he's $7,000 now, but he will continue to be a fine play. They just don't have bodies if Schofield can't go today. Troy Brown, Garrison Matthews at this point now actually becomes something of at least mentioning because he could play 20 minutes in this one. With Schofield gone playing somewhere between 15 and 20 plus minutes in these games, uh, they have nothing left. The only power forward that can be listed as a power forward on DraftKings that will be active for this game is Davis Bertans. And he's already playing 38 minutes a game. I wouldn't be shocked to see him touch 40 in this one. They do have two centers now to split up those minutes. But small forward is very much so Isaac Banga, uh, Garrison Matthews, and Troy Brown. And those guys also probably a little bit of Troy Brown getting some time at the four. So yeah, it's going to be a very nice spot once again, although their price points are coming up for this Washington team that it lacks a rotation, although we will talk about it. They're facing Philadelphia. I'm going to skip through the target offense sheet. There's really no totals out. There's so many injuries on big players today that... Um, while I record this in the morning, maybe NFL being today also is is delaying some things for the NBA. But uh, while I record this early in the morning, out of these seven games, there's only like two with a, with a game total out. And I was looking on a couple of different sites. Some sites have three or four, but uh, I don't really trust those sites too much to start today. So 
we'll just skip the totals for now um, and we'll go right to the early interest i'm sure not a lot of people mind me doing that um, before we keep going please do hit that subscribe button i really do appreciate that again you can enter the contest below six thousand dollars so six thousand or below who's your favorite player of the day today across any position uh, you must be a subscriber to enter the ten dollar giveaway via paypal um, just leave down below who is your favorite six thousand or below play again hit the subscribe button and notification bell if you're listening on the audio version just hit the subscribe button to the podcast and i can see uh, that you are a subscriber recently and then if you leave a five-star rate and review just say something answering the question say something nice about the show uh, you also get three entries into this contest uh, today and i'll reach out to one person via the comments and uh, paypal or via the comments and via paypal too if you leave that but via the comments um, and the audio version uh, reviews so James Harden, 11,600. He's not a priority for me in the slate, but he's in play now. Look, he's the cheapest he's been, and I think I went back and looked. He's the cheapest he's been in about a month. Uh, so he's been hovering the $12,000 range. He got down to 11,700 two weeks ago, but 11,600, really good spot against Phoenix here. And the guy's just priced below what his median per, um, um, output is now. Now I get it. Russell Westbrook has been playing great the last couple of games, but I'm not using a two to three to four game sample on Westbrook's play and Harden, who's still, even in those games where Westbrook is going off, Harden's still at playing and averaging about 55 fantasy points per game. So I'm fine getting to Harden at 11,600. We'll see how the rest of these injuries at the top end play out, mainly Carl uh, Anthony Towns, but Harden's okay today, but I prioritize more so Joel Embiid. Embiid had a nice game the last time out for him. He gets Washington. It's 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 a smash spot. I'm just hoping that Joel Embiid, we don't get news that Joel Embiid is out today. I mean, then it just makes out Horford a smash spot and Tobias Harris, but 10,200, the primary payup option, and I would imagine one of the highest home players in the slate, and if not, he should be, is Joel Embiid today. His 31, 32 minutes in this game with a 31 plus percent usage rate, uh, with a top percentile and assist rate and rebounding for his position. For a guy who does not just get his at the rim, although today is just a prime spot for his him to live under the rim, but he could step out. He takes about the majority of his shots, 38% the last time I looked, of his frequency in shooting is actually from the mid-range. So, yes, he is a he is a shooter, a mid-range shooter as a center. But in this matchup against Jan Mahimni, and I can't even say the other center's name that they picked up two games ago, I believe signed him off a of G League. Um, Joel Embiid is just going to eat in this one. He's a smash play for me. He's 10,200. I don't have projections done yet. You can get those over on Patreon. I'll link them up now above if you want to check them out for the NBA. And you also get a ton of other stuff with Patreon. But at 10,200, I would assume that my projections come in somewhere in the mid 50s on Embiid. Um, if not higher, just makes him a great play. Bradley Beal, tough matchup against Philly, no doubt about it. But Bradley Beal's price drops probably close to 500 to $1,000 because of this matchup. I think it's a little bit much, especially because he's just going to be reliant on going out there for 40 straight minutes. I think he's okay here. The last time out, he played fine against the Sixers a couple times. The last few times he's faced them, they've limited him, but it's not to the point where he's not producing for you. At an $8,600 price tag, he can surely pay that off. Um, I just like the idea of having top one, top two percentile usage out of a guard, even in a tough matchup, just because you're getting 40 minutes. At, this, is that, at that point, it's just volume of being on the court and falling into peripherals and shot attempts if anything else the interesting thing is the last two years pretty much since John Wall's left Bradley Beal's his drive rate is just through the roof he's driving a ton and it makes sense which is great you like to see that his three-point attempts are also at, at a career high but he has the career low in three-point shooting so if you think that Bradley Beal just doesn't shoot the worst rates of his career this year it's slowly going to turn around and obviously it doesn't all happen in one game but once you get that Bradley Beal you're getting an $8,600 player and yes a tough matchup but you're getting him for Probably a discount of 1000 to 1400 Zach Levine at 7900 Been absolutely fantastic as of late. I like all the Bulls. You're going to see pretty much all the Bulls starters on this list because they're all just playing huge minutes. They're all playing 35, 36, 37. Just huge minutes here. And their price points, in my opinion, haven't rebounded enough for these big minutes yet. 
Give me Levine in a difficult matchup, but again, just elite usage, 30 plus percent usage and a 20 plus percent assist percentage. You don't find that in many guys this season. It's elite. It's top 1%. Not many people are doing that. And now he's playing 35 plus minutes a game and you're getting 20 plus shots out of Zach Levine. It's fantastic. On average, he'll just give you a return of 40 to 42 fantasy points at the $7,900 price point. But if he's just going Zach Levine fire night and he ends up scoring 35 real life points he's going to give you a 50 plus point night i like levine a lot marcus aldridge price point doesn't come up nearly as much as it should and a really beneficial matchup against the clippers it's just a good spot for aldridge um, i like a couple of spurs today the same ones that i like two nights ago aldridge usage is still fine drops a little bit with how much murray is playing I think it's still okay. Rebounding rate takes a slight hit, but nothing really significant for Aldridge as opposed to the other guards. And he's just playing nice minutes around 35. We actually have a total for this one, 109.75, a nice pace spot. Aldridge is fine. That was Bertans. I'm a little bit questionable of him. He's going to have to play huge minutes, right? He's going to have to play close to 40 if Schofield doesn't play today, even if he does. He's $7,000 now in a really difficult matchup, right? So here's the thing. Bertans has been a very, uh, somebody that a lot of people are getting to. He had that like 40 35 point first half and then he only ends up with 43 the other night so people on twitter going if you were can you imagine not playing Bertans tonight i had under the field on Bertans, and at halftime i was like oh i guess i'm a donkey but at the end of the game it didn't even matter he was so highly owned he only scored 42 or 43 points he's seven thousand dollars now he's gonna play 38 to 40 minutes against joel Embiid, tobias harris and al horford right and he's he's more so like a stand in the corner 75 percent of his shot attempts this season have come from three he's more of a standing in the corner guy and shoot right any type of rebounding peripherals are going to crash today against Embiid and horford so i want to see what david's Burton's ownership is if he's one of the top five six seven eight owned players in the slate i'm just not going to get to any again i get it they have no bigs but he's traditionally just a guy who's going to shoot threes right he's not really a guy who's going to rough it up down low so if you think Burton's hit seven threes today kind of like he did last time against Philly. Well, then he's a great play at $7,000. But if he's coming in at high ownership in a brutal matchup for a guy who is now going to be forced to play closer to the rim just out of necessity, uh, it's just not really a spot that I need to get to all that much. Julius Randle at 6,700. I have him in yellow because, look, New York versus Milwaukee. This is probably a blowout. We saw this last time these two teams played. That's why I don't have a lot of interest in in Giannis. Oh, we don't want to project blowouts. I don't want to either. But when it's historically this entire season, Milwaukee is just, anytime they're 10-point favorites, literally blowing the doors off of teams and Giannis is probable for this game, yeah, it makes it a little bit scary. Randall could be three quarters into the game with 30 fantasy points and looking like a smash play, and then he just doesn't play in the fourth quarter. We've seen that multiple times this year. He's 6,700. I do think he's in play. It's just a really big risk with the total not out yet, but I imagine the spread's going to be somewhere around 12, 13, 14 in this one. Kelly Oubre at 6,500. I like the price point where it is. Um, With Devin Booker back, he's not playing really any point guard minutes, so it hurts a little bit. I don't think the price is rebounded enough for that. But Ubre over the last couple of slates with Booker back is being owned at like four or five percent. And this guy just based on his shot attempts and his usage, right? He's playing about 33, 34, 35 in some games minutes per game. His usage is in the twenties. He has a nice rebounding rate for a three, a small forward. I like getting there at sixty five hundred. Right right around where the field is. If he comes in three, four, five percent, I'll have a little bit more than that. Laurie Market and Price Point, one of the guys on Chicago in this whole slate that I don't think's price is being rebounded enough for increased minutes um there's a couple of guys across different teams really the next two i'll talk about uh, Lori Markin at 6400 the guy's gonna play lately he's been playing 35 plus 36 37 and he's playing a ton of all of the backup center minutes that's huge now it's really scary against detroit right andre drummond doesn't allow a ton of uh, defensive rebound and offensive rebound chances um and really not a ton of points in the paint a lot more as of late but not a ton overall so a scary spot for Lurie today, but just out of pure minutes, uh, he's going to play a lot of minutes with Drummond, probably not on the court, probably somewhere between six and eight. So I do like Lurie at 6,400. I probably prefer getting to Aldridge at 74, but I think he's fine. 
Dejounte Murray, another player at six thousand, that I don't think spices up for the minutes. I know that two of these games were in overtime, and that's where you saw minute spikes. But 28, 27 minutes in regulation games, and Pop already said that he's taking the minutes limit off. So even if thirty, thirty-two is not going to be consistent and more of an overtime thing. You give me 28 minutes at a $6,000 DeJounte Murray, I think it's fine, all right? The usage rate is somewhere near 23%. Assist and rebound percentage are up there in the top 1 percentile for a guard. But the problem is, is what the ownership looks like. If people are going to own DeJounte Murray thinking that he's going to play 30 to 32 minutes a night and just go out there at $6,000 and be projected for 35 to 40 fantasy points, it's not true, and he's going to be overowned. I don't know on this slate if that'll happen. We'll have to check back and see. But at $6,000, I do like DeJounte Murray on paper. R.J. Barrett, I have in yellow, too, for the same reasons as Julius Randle. He can just come off the court in a blowout. He only played 20 minutes in the last game. There were some reasons why. They got blown out. Some other reasons, just weird rotations. Uh, so there's concerns there at 5,600, though. I think he's worth playing more times than not. He'll play about 32 to 34 minutes. Tomas Sadoransky, another another bull here. The guy's playing 30, 33 to 35 minutes a game. Uh, his season average is only 28, so he's seeing like five to six to seven more minutes than normal as of late. Point guard, small forward eligible is huge. Just put him in as a small forward. You get an extra point guard in your lineup, a de facto point guard, I guess you can say. But Tomas Sadoransky is one of the better plays on the slate. Luke Kennard missed last night, but he's 5,100. Not a priority, uh, but I do think he's too cheap. He's a guy who, on his bad nights, will go out there at 20% usage, 33 minutes a game, and give you 25 fantasy points, which pays off the salary. And probably on his fine average nights, he gives you close to 30, which almost 6x for you. So he's just too cheap now. And if there is no Blake and he's in, it's even more usage and shot attempts. Uh, Chris Dunn at $5,000. I prefer Tomas Sadoransky at 52. He's just more active on the offensive side. Uh, Chris Dunn more active on the defensive side. But $5,000, you are going to get Chris Dunn, another bull who's playing big minutes close to 30. Uh, secondary interest for me. Dario Sarge, $5,000. Sort of a secondary interest for me, although he's going to have to play huge 30-plus minutes if indeed Aiton's out again today. You'll get more Frank Kaminsky as sort of the center starting there, not playing as many minutes at the four. I believe Cam Johnson uh, was limited slash did not play in the last game. I have to go back and check, but even if he did play, uh, he was limited enough to where it gave more minutes to Sadoransky. So keep an eye on that, or or gave more minutes to Saric. Um, so $5,000 Saric, again, right next to Chris Dunn and Bielitsa. I have interest in all three of these guys. They're all secondary interest for me. I think I prefer out of all the $5,000 guys, probably Bielitsa uh, right now, as long as he continues to start over Bagley. Bagley playing on a back-to-back. We'll see if he's in or limited. Two forty-eight hundred dollars players, Troy Brown and Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis breaks the slate last night for some people. Um, I don't want to chase the points, but the price point comes down, I think, $600 in a much more difficult matchup. But if you're getting $4,800 Bobby Portis for 22 to 24 plus minutes, I think he's in play. Just track the ownership. Troy Brown, again, if there's no Schofield, he's already been playing close to 30 minutes a game. No Schofield is going to make that just even more stable. All these guys down here, I think there's a ton of great options in the 5K and below range. There's really a lot on this slate. So that question today, who's your favorite play at 6,000 or below, it's a little bit difficult. I'd probably say right now for me, it's Tomas Sadoransky, but... If you want to copy me, let me know. Uh, but let me know down below. Uh, Gorgi Jiang is in yellow. Look, he'll be in play at 4600 Price point drops $300. If Towns is out, he's more than in play. Tough matchup, but fine. Aaron Baines at 4600 If we get the words that Aaron Baines is starting, he's probably 100% lock button against Houston on this slate. Played 26 minutes last night. We'll see if they'll limit him on the back-to-back, but... I was not expecting him to play anything more than 20 to 22. He goes out, plays 26. P.J. Tucker, till, still too cheap at 4,500. Look, he's P.J. Tucker. He can go out there and just get you um, 12 fantasy points because he's not hitting any threes and not getting any peripherals. Or he can go out there and get you 30 because he has eight rebounds and he's hit three threes in the game, right? It's really one of the most more volatile players in the game when it comes to outcomes. But when it comes to minutes... He's going to play 35, right? He's playing 36 per game on the year. Uh, George Hill, there is going to be no Wesley Matthews probably today. He's doubtful. $4,400 George Hill is already seeing a minutes bump with no Eric Bledsoe. Um, Dante DiVincenzo even played big minutes in the last game. Now, George Hill was like fully reliant on scoring 20-plus real-life points in the last game. 
and still finish with like high 20s in fantasy points. But no Wesley Matthews is going to open up 24 or 20 more minutes. I think George Hill picks up minimum of like four of those. So I think we can confidently expect George Hill to play somewhere around on average. He's playing 21.7 minutes per game on the year, somewhere around 26 minutes, uh, maybe even more, maybe 28. Uh, that might be a little bit bold, but I really like George Hill today. And then Daniel House Jr., guy in the 3K range at 3,800, just still playing 30 plus minutes a game. He's not been good as of late, and it makes sense when you have Capella, Westbrook, Harden on your team, Tucker to an extent as well in terms of like stealing rebounds. Uh, but Daniel House Jr. at 3,800, you're getting a guy playing 30 plus minutes in a nice offense in a good matchup against Phoenix. Really fast paced game, the fastest paced game in the slate. It's at least worth some shots. So there's 23 players for you on this Saturday. Who knows how many people will watch this since there's a lot of NFL action today. Um, but thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to end this video now, but be sure to enter the contest. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. That helps me out. And also, lastly, if you're still here, there is a there is a fantasy draft free roll for today and tomorrow. I send an email blast out. If you want to get on that email list, you can hop on down below just to any of the free strategy guides get you on there. Uh, but if you do want to play in that, um, be sure to head over to my Twitter. I'll try and link it down below or head over to my Twitter. And they're just I'm going to be posting links about it uh, throughout the day today. Free to enter. And there's a ton of tickets for the Christmas uh, tournament over on Fantasy Draft Basketball for Christmas. So free to enter today. Really good chance you win at least one of them and you get a ticket into the contest, if not two. So be sure to get in there. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Sal. You already know that. Peace out, gang. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. See ya. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.